We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. A young boy named Shinya Matsuoku was just four years old when his grandmother passed away from a sudden illness that caught everyone by surprise. He and his family decided to take a trip from their home in Ibaraki to Tokushima to help plan his grandmother's funeral in... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Stay with the relative for a few days while arrangements were being made. The young boy had been out on a walk with his father and his younger sibling at around 8am one morning. After the three had finished up their walk, Shinya insisted that he wasn't ready to go home yet. So they stopped by their relative's house to drop off the two-year-old, with Shinya's father agreeing to take him on one more walk around the block before going back inside. However, as the boy's father was dropping off the toddler, he turned his back on Shinya for a period of around 20 seconds. As soon as he handed the toddler over to Shinya's mother, he turned around and saw that Shinya was gone, vanished without a trace. There would be no sign of the boy ever found in any of the nearby areas, and he remains a missing person to this day. You can do your part to help spread awareness for this case by clicking the share button beneath this video. You can even leave a simple comment below so that YouTube can give the case a bit more exposure on their end as well. And while you're down there, feel free to hit that like button and subscribe so you won't miss any of the other cases I'll be covering in the coming weeks. Shinya Matsuoku was known for being a very excitable young boy. He had heaps of energy, far more than his siblings, so his parents found him to be a bit difficult to keep up with at times. On the day that the young boy went missing, his father had been out walking him to try to burn off some of his extra energy, but he could have never imagined that this would be the final walk of the young boy's life. According to Shinya's parents, the trail leading up to their relative's home where they'd been staying was pretty straightforward. It was a simple path that led to a fairly tall set of stairs that were estimated to have been around 10 meters long. According to the father, he'd been carrying the toddler up the stairs when he turned his back on Shinya. At the time, Shinya had been lagging behind a short ways, but when his father told him to hurry up, Shinya jumped into action and followed him up the stairs. In interviews, his father explained that he waited for Shinya to reach the top step before he turned his back on him, opening the door to the relative's home and handing the toddler over to his wife. The father says that the amount of time that had elapsed would have been no more than 20 seconds. However, when he turned around, the child was gone. He searched every square inch of the property alongside his wife, but neither of them ever found any evidence of the boy. He had, quite simply, just mysteriously vanished off the face of the earth. 
There were woods nearby, so the assumption was that he may have run off into the woods for some reason. However, there simply wouldn't have been enough time for him to do this. Sure, he could have made his way to the edge of the woods, but there's no chance he would have been able to disappear out of sight without his father seeing or, at the very least, hearing something. Family and friends soon joined in on the search. When no progress was made, the family had no choice but to call in the help of the police and members of the local community. Many people feared that the boy may have been headed to a nearby mountain range, so many of the search and rescue workers directed their search there. After a few hours had passed and there was still no sign of the boy, a total of 200 people joined in on the search. The team continued to search the area for a total of three months, but no evidence was ever found, and there was no indication about what could have happened to him. But things are about to get super strange in just a moment, so keep watching. Everyone who knew this area well said that there was no way that the boy could have escaped the area without someone noticing. The home had been located at the very end of a very remote road. The only way out of this area would have involved the boy walking past dozens and dozens of people, some of whom would have certainly recognized him or at least noticed him. However, no one in the area reported seeing anything. A group of workers had been stationed just a short distance away as well, doing some work on the street, but none of them noticed anything either. No other witnesses came forward to contribute anything to the investigation leaving police with a cold case on their hands. His family said that he knew his home address, knew his parents' home phone numbers, and would have known to ask for help. However, they never heard another word from him or anyone else who he may have tried to contact. But this is where the case gets really bizarre. Immediately after the boy disappeared, police helped the family set up a recording system to record all of the phone calls that took place at their relative's home, the one that they'd been staying with as well as their home back in Ibaraki. No sooner than the recording device had been installed, the family received a phone call from a woman who seemed to have information about Shinya's disappearance. At least that's what many people have theorized. When the phone rang, Shinya's father picked up. A woman responded and said that she was looking for Shinya's mother, so he handed the phone over to his wife. The woman then explained that she was the mother of a young girl named Mariko Nakahara, a girl who had supposedly been in the same kindergarten class as Shinya's sister. The woman continued and said that she and a few of her friends had set up a collection for the family to help pay for expenses regarding the boy's disappearance. She then asked for the family's home address and asked when they would be returning to Ibaraki. Shinya's mother gave the family's address to the woman and explained that they would be headed home the following day. However, after several weeks passed, they never received the money that they were promised, nor did the woman ever call back. What makes this call so strange is that, as they would soon learn, there was no one by the name of Mariko Nakahara enrolled in the same school as Shinya's sister. So who was this mysterious caller? Better yet, how did she happen to know the phone number for the relative that the family had been staying with? And how did she know the name of Shinya's sister, as well as the school that she went to? The most plausible explanation, at least for me, is that this person had to have been directly linked to Shinya's disappearance. After all, his parents explained that Shinya would have known the family's phone number and would have known lots of information about his parents and his siblings. If this is true, it's possible that the boy's captors would have coerced this information out of him, then used it to taunt his parents. 
But if so, wouldn't the captor have taken a more direct approach? I mean, after all, what would the captors have even gotten out of making such a call? Even though this occurred all the way back in 1989, there have been virtually no updates on the case since then. In 2018, a man did come forward claiming to be Shinya. In fact, this made news headlines all across Japan. Unfortunately though, after a DNA test was conducted, it was discovered that this man was not Shinya, nor was he tied to him in any way. We don't know if this was just some sort of mistake or if this man was just looking for a quick bit of fame. The most difficult part of this entire case is trying to understand how something like this could have happened if the boy had truly only been left alone for about 20 seconds. Who could have grabbed him? And if no one did, how could he have wandered such a long distance away in such a short amount of time? The whole case just reeks of a cover-up or some sort of withheld information. But without further evidence, it's unlikely the case will ever be solved. But that's the video for today, you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to hit that like button. If you loved it, maybe consider sharing, subscribing, or clicking that blue join button below to really show your support for the channel. But I've been Ty Knotts. You guys have been lovely, and I'll catch you in the next video. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.